Okay, guys, uh, welcome to Biomass tonight. Uh, I believe we're on episode five, and we've got some kind of interesting night. Uh, with the recent announcement that the CPM1 elections are, are officially going to be held and a macro timeline has been put out by uh, CCP, uh, what we decided to do was bring together quite a few of the CPM1 candidates, some of the leading CPM1 candidates, and kind of have a panel debate tonight. And we've got quite a few on tonight, so it's going to be kind of an interesting format. But what we wanted to do was essentially let all the folks out there that listen uh, either in through the in-game channels or live here on uh, on our stream or even download on iTunes this week, get, give you a chance to get to know several of the, uh, the leading contenders, so to speak, and kind of put, you know, voices to names and hear a little bit more because a lot of you know guys from either in-game, seeing them on the leaderboards or maybe seeing what they wrote in a uh, in a forum post. But not a lot of you have gotten the opportunity to actually engage with them on, on a, a little bit more personal basis. Uh, some of the guys have been running different CPM squads. Some of them have been doing some core popping just to, to kind of get their message out. So it's, uh, it, it's a really, really cool uh, kind of thing that we're doing right now. But what we want to do, uh, we've got, if you go to biomass.net, okay, just for everybody, if you're already listening, you're there. But if you're in-game, biomass.net, or you can find us uh, on the in-game client. Uh, you can pull our pull our feed, and we also got an RSS that'll uh, dive into iTunes for you. So, uh, one more thing: if you got any questions, you can hit us up on the in-game client, and we've got some guys monitoring, and we'll pass your questions up. Okay. So, we're going to start, and we're going to go kind of round the horn and let everybody introduce themselves. And I've got uh, two guest moderators, so to speak. Uh, one's going to be Hans Jaeger Blitzen. He's a current CPM zero and former CSM member. Uh, and we also, I think, have Far From Pukin that may duck in here. He's from the Podside uh, channel. On He's primarily an EVE podcaster, but he's really the guy to help us get kicked off as a media platform. And he's also a big-time friend of Dust and Legion, uh, even though he doesn't play as an EVE guy. Uh, but he is a pretty, pretty sharp guy. He's been around the CCP game for a while, so we might bring him down here for a few questions. So the format tonight, we're going to do introductions, and then we're going to have a series of questions by the moderators. Uh, everybody gets a shot. And then what I like to kind of call the lightning round, we're going to give the candidates themselves the question, the opportunity to engage other candidates directly with uh, pointed questions. So it's a way for us to kind of separate the candidates from each other. Uh, and briefly, guys, rules of the road, just because there's a lot of you in here. Um, I'll introduce you or like lead you into the uh, topic. But when you pipe up onto comms, please let people know who it is. So it's like, uh, hey, guys, it's Jason uh, or Jason Larison, and this is what I've got to say, blank, blank, blank. Uh, and I think that will kind of help us out making sure that everybody can put a voice uh, to the answer and a name to the to the answer. Uh, everybody OK with that? Yeah. Sounds good to me. Sounds great. I am cool. Everything sounds good. <laughs> sounds good. OK, so here's what we're going to do. Uh, we're going to start with Hans real quick for an intro. And uh, then we're going to go right down the line with starting with uh, Ayana Mati. So, Hans, quick introduction. Uh, I'm uh, Hans, or Heinrich Gigerblitzen and Dust, um, member of uh, CPM uh, Zero, and or chair of C CPM Zero, and a former vice secretary of CSM7, and a member of Onslaught Incorporated. Awesome. And I'm Jason Larison. I'm a member of OSG Planetary Operations and a uh, diplo for the Covert Intervention Alliance. Um, and just a quick note, uh, Pokey and Soraya are also uh, hosts on the uh, on the pot on the chat, but they're kind of uh, they're more playing the role of the CPM one candidate tonight. So I'll be kind of helping us lead through this with Hans. 
So with that, we're going to kind of get kicked off with the very first question tonight, and uh, we'll leave this one over to Aon. So uh, you were one of the, the later later guys to pop in, so you've seen a lot of the other answers, but this is one of the kind of the standard answer, the standard questions that we ask a lot of the different candidates. Uh, what do you think are the one or two most critical things for dust going forward uh, for whatever the lifespan it has uh, in terms of things that you want to work to, with CCP on? So essentially, what are your top two priorities that you want to try to uh, impress upon CCP that they need to work in the game or things you're most interested in working on specifically in relationship to, in relation to dust within the parameters that CCP Rattati has put down, which is basically uh, limited new content and it's mostly server side uh, type changes, balance changes and the like. OK. Uh, and with that, I'll kick it off and we'll pass it over. Or correction, before I do that, we're going to do our intros. I kind of got ahead. So you guys all got a preview of what the question is. So Aon, if you'll start with intro introductions, please. Sorry about that. <laughs> sure. I'm Aon Amati. I'm currently with the NPC Corps of Demon Warfighters and was previously Renegade Alliance. And uh, yeah, that's about it, other than being a C CPM1 hopeful. All right. And Alex? Hello, I'm Adelia Lafayette and Dust, and I recently joined War Ravens of, I don't remember the alliance, I'm still new to it. Uh, I was previously in Dustini for about a year, uh, and yeah, I think that's about it for introduction. All right, no problem, bro. Uh, Cross? I'm Cross 2 of OSG Planetary Operations, a longtime member of the CI Alliance and new player trainer. Also, of course, CC is... Uh, Wrong game. CPM one hopeful. <laughs> it's okay. It's gonna it's gonna be a crazy train night. It'll be fine. And uh, Delt. Hey, I'm Marcelli Delt. I am the director of Military Sanjus, and uh, I'm a CPM one candidate. Nice. And Pokey. Uh, Pokey Draven. I'm CEO of OSG Planetary Operations and an Alliance leader in covert interventions and CPM one candidate. And right. I'm Soraya Zell. Um, I am a member of the Corp of Bannon Privilege. I am an alliance leader of top men, and uh, I am Krasnia in uh, EVE Online, in, uh, part of the alliance, the Bastion, and I am also running for CPM1. And the Thunder from Down Under, Jacqueline. Hey, I am the Black Jackal, uh, former CEO and founder of the Southern Legion, and of course, I am one of the CPM1 candidates as well. And Zatara? Hi, uh, my name is Zatara Rot um, in Dust, and uh, I am the founder and CEO of Fatal Absolution, and uh, I'm currently the CEO and FC for The Last of Dust, and I am an alliance leader in uh, General So's Alliance, and I am also a CPM1 hopeful. All right, and the resident media hound, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> I am uh, Zion Shad, CEO of Zion TCD, co-host on uh, Podside, um, CPM1 hopeful. That's why I'm here on the show. And uh, uh, I'm having a lot of fun, to be honest. Thanks for having me on. Yep. No drama, guys. Okay. So, Matt, let me get read here. So the first question, which you kind of previewed. So uh, we're going to start at the top and go work our way down. The top probably two things that you would like to work with CCP on or would like to um, try to shape how CCP prioritizes uh, for dust specifically uh, over the next probably six months or so. Okay, so that's our time frame and that's roughly what we're looking at. And we'll start with Aonamati. Yeah, um, the things that I, I'm focusing on have very little to do with the in-game aspects because, you know, 
they're not really looking for anything that like as far as new content they're just looking for balances and stuff that you can put in a hotfix and i think the forums and the community itself are fully capable of doing that you know the c this the cbm zero has always said that cbm isn't really meant for weighing in on balance so anything that, that i say is going to be as a player to that extent the two things that I'm working on, um, one of which came up in the past couple of days and my feedback from the other players, one is getting an ISD started for Dust 514, and we made a lot of headway about that on, at FanFest, talking with CCP and trying to knock down some of the barriers, which, you know, not all of them were as important as you would think they would be. <clears throat> and the second thing that I want to work on is localization and actually getting volunteers and the community to move forward and actually get some of the you know the language issues knocked out with dust because we got an entire community of portuguese speaking players need to have corporate translators translate the game for them so that being said i want to get those two things knocked out and get more interaction with ccp in the community okay uh could you clarify just for folks that may not know what the what an isd is please yeah, sure. The ISD is something that's in EVE Online. It's the Interstellar Services Department, and it's broken up into different groups. Um, you got bug hunters, you got guys that work on the actual lore, and um, media guys, you know. Uh, I think they had one for the scope, I can't remember. But uh, essentially what it is is player volunteers that help out with the game, with CCP, and actually work a little bit more closely than your average player. Okay. Uh, and Alex? Or correction, Adelia, sorry. Uh, either works. Uh, it's a tough question because, like Ann said, CCP has got to lock down a new content. Um, I have to agree with them with the balancing. The working on or communication between CCP and the forums is a good way to do that. Uh, like the only thing, if there's any way, I, I know new content is a no-go, but if there's any way to give more tools for for uh, like custom battles of some sort for people to organize a quick event, like something that would streamline that. I would love to push for it. But other than that, it's just like the little things of quality of life improvements would probably be a good thing to push for. Oh, I'll wait for my turn. Damn it. You guys talk <laughs> okay. and raise his questions. Uh, save him because trust me, you're going to get a chance to fire back. Uh, awesome. Okay. Well, it's not really uh, a fire back. All right, no problem. And Cross? Well, I think new content is one of the big things. And while, yes, there's a limitation on what can be deployed, CCP Rattati has spoken about the ability to add new weapons as long as art assets aren't required. So pushing for things like fully stocked loyalty stores, full range of militia and officer weapons, possibility of getting workaround of some kind to get the rest of the racial weapons in uh, regarding like heavy weapons and so forth, things of that nature on new content. And then the second one for me would be communication. Having a roadmap to show what CCP intends to do and give the players some sort of context for what they can do and how that'll look moving forward so that feedback and community expectations can be within the context that we're actually put in now by the change in development resources. All right. Spot on. And Pokey? Um, I think, much like Ann said, there's there's issues with trying to move forward with balance. They want to kind of stay away from that. So I think the, the key thing here is making sure they fix the issue they've had with communication with the players and really dive into uh, showing what they're working on, what they plan to work on. And, and they, they've, they've laid out to an extent what uh, they want for uh, 
you know, or what they're capable of doing. But I think we need to have a little more clarification with that. So pushing for that to give the players, you know, a clear expectation of what they can and cannot have and pushing to see, you know, if there's things players really do want, can we actually get that such as like, like Cross said, you know, we can have some variants of weapons or gear or whatnot. I know we spoke last week about some variants on uh, cloaking devices, for example. And uh, it's, on top of that, it's, it's a matter of having like... <laughs> Lost train of thought. Uh, going forward with you know finding out what the players are really going to need in terms of balance and whatnot. I mean, granted, we don't want to weigh in an exact balance, but opening up that line of communication, interpreting interpreting what exactly needs to happen, and then let the the developers actually work on the numbers. But I think again that communication is the the, the key point. Um, in terms of long term, I, I think obviously the big question in everyone's mind is is how migration to Legion is going to work uh, if that indeed becomes a, a reality. So. That's kind of out of the six-month scope, but again, that's that's really important and needs to be addressed. Okay, uh, and Delt? Uh, I want to push towards the ISD program, especially STAR, which is the support team and resources. They're the people who come into the game and help out people who have questions, such as new players. I think that would really help the new player experience. And I also want to push more towards the communication. I know we have Rattati now, who's really helping out, but uh, even with... Uh, uh, the communication for the other language barriers, uh, getting someone maybe to uh, another thing Aon said, or Aon said with the uh, Portuguese, but I mean, we have a lot of players who don't speak any languages, which we have uh, news for. Okay. Um, and Jacqueline? Or corrections, Zell, sorry. Um, I, I have to echo the, the ISD being a very large thing. I don't think... Uh... I don't think CCP has enough staff handling um, a lot of the issues that the ISD could step in and fill in for. Um, one of the one of the arms that uh, I think uh, Anne did not mention um, is that the ISD Eve side also um, helps with forum moderation, and I, I do think that that could play a part in ensuring we have a, a more positive atmosphere um, there. I know I think for the most part it's pretty much just Logi Bro. Um, and the, the big thing for me is is definitely transparency and communication. Um, they need to take C, the CPM more seriously going forward than they have in the past. Um, I, they need to have some realistic commitments. They went from having unrealistic commitments to um, FanFest, where they decided to make no commitments whatsoever. And I think in a couple of months, they'll have a, they should be able to have a good perspective of where they, what they're capable of with their new team. Okay. Uh, and now Jacqueline. Sorry about that. That's right. Going near the end of the list, I'd just like to tick all the above practically for all that. However, um, specifically referred to as as Cross was saying about uh, variant weapons stuff like that stuff. We can get into the game to to parity racials to an extent um, without new art assets and stuff like that, as well as um, pushing the community. Obviously, the community is going to be in, involved to the point where it is dedicated. Uh, give me one second, my brain's having a bit of trouble catching up. I, the ISD is what I'm looking at, the community representative uh, management and stuff like that, forum moderation for them, helping out with that sort of stuff. Language barriers, we need, we need to get the community more encapsulated and more involved with the, with the process. Okay, yep. And Zatara? Um, just to clarify, you guys can hear me, correct? Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Okay, perfect. <laughs> um, just your clutch and everybody that, uh, who it is. <laughs> uh, so um, I think that the two issues I'm going to say, uh, there's been so many um, great ones raised here. 
Um, I think I'm going to have to echo the sentiment that was expressed in uh, in in clarifying and and pushing for as much um, new game like in-game content, new content uh, within the context of the limited development that we that we're given. Um, there's a there's a laundry list of of places that you can go with that, and uh, I'd love to explore that further. But um, that would definitely be one the the number one I think uh, for me, and number two. Uh, along with that is just the the communication. Um, the communication has to be open and frequent and honest and uh, and not arbitrary. And uh, I think that there's a as much as we can be a conduit for the community, we need to we need to echo the sentiment from the community that they also want to um, know exactly what's going on within CCP's thoughts um, and what that fosters as far as you know. Um, from top to bottom, like all, all the list of issues that are going to be relevant for the CDM. Um, I think that communication is just key to all of that. Okay. And Zion Chad. This is a interesting question. Like the last time I was on here, I, I had an answer to this, I answered it on my post. And to be honest to, to everybody out there, this is a question that should ever be revolving and and should be expected to change no matter who who gave their answer right now it could change within a month because to be honest there's going to be no info till july um the isd was brought up now i found that very interesting and it's something that i've spoke about before uh if you even go back onto like the matani.com back when i used to write for it i wrote an article about the isd coming to dust 514 because the main guy about the isd wrote a post within the dust forums that you guys can find right now saying that the ISD was to come, but then we never saw it. And I like the fact that there are players pushing for that to come once again. And if that is something that players want, that is something that I want to bring to the table. That is something that I want you guys, those of you that like to chill on the forums, that feel like you make a difference on the forums, to have a chance to apply for the ISD and be a part of this process and and be a part of that situation. So I would have to say that the ISD is something that is now on my radar as well as it used to be in the past. Uh, other things like, like the market, I've talked about liquidation. Um, I've recently got information that that's a very complex code and that it might not be something that could happen. But I do understand that this is something that players still want because we have stuff that we want to get rid of and so it's something I will still fight for. I will still push for, um, even if it, even if I'm told no, I will keep telling them the players want yes. And then breaking it down to even events, I want dust to be fun. I want things to happen within dust while we're still here. One of the things that that kind of troubled me. It was a statement within uh, Ritati's one of his posts. And it's the continuation and, and the the development. All of you guys for me have just spoken about the limitations of what they can do to f for Dust 514. I want to make sure that those boundaries are pushed and that they are pushed very, very hard because this is a game that we're talking about. We talk about Legion as an if, but Dust is a now. And if Legion never happens, what does that mean? That still means dust is going to die on a PS3. So that means that we want 
either Legion 2 happens so we can have the continuation of Dust 514 or Legion's not going to happen and it doesn't matter what we say about Dust. So I want to make sure that those those type of situations are not coming up and that if we do want Dust to stay alive, we do all in our power to keep Dust alive. And that's what I really want to work with CCP on is to make sure that this first person shooter stays alive. Okay. Um, so that was our kind of our first round. You guys got a kind of a little bit of feel for it, and I really appreciate the uh, concise answers. So I'll I'll also break up the order a little bit so we don't uh, crush A on with the first uh, first question on everyone. By the way, uh, and so on to the next question, and we're going to kind of start down there with Cross. Uh, so with all of the issues, the fits and starts, the failures, and the successes that you've seen in Dust, why do you stay with it? And then why why do you stay with it? all the way to Legion. And more to the point, why should a player that's out there playing right now, why should they stick with us all the way through to see Legion get across the finish line? Well, it's brand new and it's player driven. At least that's the promise. And that's really what keeps me playing and keeps me as invested as I am. Because all of the other shooters that I've played over the years and most of the other games are very rinse and repeat after a certain point. You know, the genre, which means you know what's going to happen. There are a few new graphics, some eye candy, or a neat new feature, but that wears out quickly. What makes New Eden compelling is the emergent gameplay, the sandbox, the player choices having persistence. And ironically enough, it's that persistence that actually inspires me to remain persistent within New Eden itself. Okay, I appreciate that. And. We're going to move down to Jackal. Yeah, oh, uh, after everything that's happened uh, from replication build back in closed beta to now, I'm still with it primarily because of the community. I'm here because people will still play it, people will still have fun. You don't get that sense of community with a lot of other games, especially FPSs. It's quite often FPSs, people jump in looking for quick games, stuff like that. You can get that level uh, artificially by out of game. Um, organizations like playstation army stuff like that uh and other clans but it's built into dust it's, it's part of dust and it will be part of legion and it's as, as it's part of eve and that's why i'm still here because i, I love logging in talking to the people i'm seeing and it dust has the potential well not so much yet dust anymore but legion has the potential to be more uh than your yeah, typical average fps okay and I appreciate that. Uh, all right, let's go to Adelia. Um, the reason I'm sticking with Dust, it's similar to the reason I've been playing Eve for eight years now. It's after about year three, you just do not want to let go of the character. Uh, but that's part of the perk of the game is you keep developing your character and it keeps growing and just keeps going. And the promise and the potential of Dust as it goes into Legion, it's just I've I've been sold on it the whole time. Okay, um, and I I certainly can appreciate that that sentiment. Uh, Sarizel. Yeah. Um. So to be honest, I've actually played the game for a long time on the on the promise of things to come and the the you know well it should eventually allow this. But the reality is 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 that that's not the greatest you know in my opinion reason to play. I I mean I play it because. 
you know, I have Titanfall. Titanfall is a really good game. I've had fun with it, but there's nothing that makes me want to say, you know, I don't come home and say, I need to go play this game. It's like, you know, I might load it up if I have nothing better to do, but I always have something better to do. Whereas I have a, I have a driving desire to work with my, my group of guys um, on dust. I've, I've, you know, worked with the same guys for, you know, a, what, 18 months or more. And, and I have a lot of fun with them. I enjoy playing. There's there's more depth to the game, even where it stands right now, than any other first-person shooter that I can find. Fair point. And Zatara? Um, I think for me, definitely, the reason I'm still here is, uh, is because of the community. Um, the people that I've met while here have, uh, have contributed to me staying. Um, I remember, to be brief, I remember when I first... Uh, uh, began playing the game back in January of 2013. And uh, I met up with two characters from a corporation called Subreddit. And uh, at the time I was, uh, I had a, <laughs> I remember I had a 0.6 KDR. I had 900 kills and 1500 deaths about. And uh, I was running around with uh, some machine gun operation four on a logic suit. And that's all I assumed that logics could carry. I just assumed that was the, I had no concept of the fitting system. And uh, those players took me in and, uh, that was sort of community for me. Um, what this game has contributed to me um, from the concept of community is just uh, it's just mind-boggling. Um, later on, watching the video about Chaos Theory and the Butterfly Effect um, on YouTube about EVE Online, um, it definitely just caught fire within me, and, and um, that dream is definitely something that I look forward to. The, the concept of the imprint that I've had on PC um, to the limited extent that I've been relevant in PC, um, has been really gratifying. Uh, being able to lead my men, build a corp, and uh, take it places. And um, I think all of those things, just in general, all of those things are just examples of the way the community interacts. Um, furthermore than that, um, the dream, like I mentioned um, a little while ago, that the idea of, of Chaos Theory in that video and the way that EVE Online it, uh, interacts and... Uh, causes things to happen that's dr player driven is just fascinating to me. And um, the way that I experience that within a limited context in PC, um, the way that meta, you know, the drama starts or things like that, that causes wars. Um, it, it just, it, it's engrossing. It's, it's addicting. It's highly addicting. And that's why I'm still here. Awesome. Okay. And Zion Chad. The, I mean, <laughs> It kind of sucks going last because I'm I'm mirroring a lot of you guys in the fact that community is what brings me back, and I I to this day I still play Dust Five One Four I still play Eve Online, and Dust Five One Four has that potential of being a phenomenal game. I wrote a blog a long time ago explaining that Dust is every first person shooter was just practice leading up to. Uh, during the time when we were trying to figure out some stuff with Faction Warfare, to be honest, we're still trying to figure out Faction Warfare, but this is back in the day when it was a contract system. I compared it to a game called um, Mech Assault 2, because on that game, it was you could take over planets, but you were taking over planets for different factions. And on that game, there was five factions. But it boiled down to... The factions that were winning were the factions that never chose to defend. Because if you never chose to defend, then you never lost land because their system was messed up. And this was back in the day when patches 
couldn't be released to fix to fix a game. This game was set in stone, and therefore it died with that system, and you never saw another Mech Assault after that. With Dust 514, it started going down that same path because you had developers making this system that probably never played that game. They didn't have experience in it. But that's okay because there should be somebody within that chain that knows what's going on. And that's what what happened. I see Dust as that first person shooter where you can make a mark. Because to be honest, all of us want that mark. And we have never experienced it before Dust. Not in, in the true sense. And that's what keeps me coming. Because I have hopes for Dust. I have hopes for Legion. And I'm going to stick around until they hit the off switch. If they ever do. But you know what? Hopefully I die before that happens. All right. And Del. Uh, the reason I'm staying and have been staying with this game is uh, pure and simple addiction. I'm, I'm sure a lot of other uh, members of the candidate's uh, are experiencing this as well and just don't want to admit it. But uh, I think that's why a lot of the community stays. The, the persistence gives into the psychological addiction for the game. All right. And let's see. I mean, it, it first started off for me is in the, the, the concept of having this ever-evolving, persistent universe. And it, granted, early beta was a terrible game, but it was that you know concept of, well, well, this is the potential of what it could become. And that is really what kept driving me forward, just, you know, stick with it, keep going, you know, it's going to get really awesome. And it, it has improved quite a bit. Now, granted, with the most recent Legion updates, that's a, a little shaken in some regards. But I think what really happened is it switched over for not so much me interested in the persistence, but more interested in the players themselves. I mean, Dust has the most toxic, insane, and awesome community I've ever seen. And I think that's really actually come out quite a bit in the last few weeks you know, post fan fest, I've seen some amazingly put together, you know, concepts and ideas and, you know, people are just doing a kick-ass job. And this is the kind of stuff I wish we had been seeing more of, you know, throughout the development of dust. So for me sticking around to just see what people are coming up with and working with the community, that is, you know, that's really what drives me to keep playing. Um, but as for people for why they should stick together, I mean, obviously Legion will hopefully happen and it will be, you know, the reboot of Dust. It will be the realization of that potential that we all started playing for in the first place. And in the meantime, I think it's important that we we work on focusing to get Dust to a point where we are really enjoying it. The gameplay feels right. You know, it feels well-balanced. And I mean, it's it's. and while that, that may seem like you can't do much, try different things out, you know? I mean, this week I've been playing with the Plasma Cannon, which I always laughed about for the longest time, and I'm having a hell of a time. It's hard to use. It's a shitty gun, but it's fun. So step outside your, your normal box, try different things out, test out every little nook and cranny of the game and, and try to give your best feedback on it because the work you do now as a player is what's going to be instrumental in helping Legion become that realization we've always wanted. We can make Dust awesome and that awesomeness can pass over to Legion. And I think that that is really the key part we need to focus on right now because, I mean, if anyone's going to do it, it's going to be this community because you guys know your shit. It's awesome. So keep it up. All right, and Aeon. <laughs> All right, oh, yeah. There's a lot of mirroring going on, but, you know, I'll be real. I love the persistence aspect of the game. I don't really see that in any other FPS. You know, like, to a lesser extent, you got, like, that one P FPS on PC by Sony, which I won't mention my name here. But, you know, everything that you do is going to be undone at night as soon as you go to sleep. I like, you know, knowing that 
the other person has to put in an equal amount of effort into how I got the shit in the first place. Sorry for the cursing. The other thing is, uh, I love the interaction that the developers have with the community. I don't really see that in a lot of games either. I mean, you got like a lot of indie games do it, but your more AAA games like Call of Duty, Battlefield, you know, they only really talk to the community about like small little balance tweaks and you know map design changes and stuff like that. Which, and lastly, you know, there's the connectivity to EVE Online, and while it's not really apparent, there is some uniqueness to that that's just awesome that no other FPS has. Being connected to a completely different game on a completely different platform and being able to socialize with those people is just a brilliant idea that I think they need a hallmark on. They shouldn't be afraid to hallmark on it. Awesome. Okay. Good Good second round. So, uh, all right. So here we go for the next question. All right. So CP, CCP has put out that there's going to be limited engagement with CPM1 uh, on the development of Legion, uh, that it's primarily going to be a dust CPM. Uh, so without looking too hard into what, what we think limited engagement means, uh, what is the one thing that you're passionate about that you would be interested in helping CCP out with in the development of, of Legion? Like wh- where does the one area of feedback you'd be most interested in working with them on if you could only pick one? And we're going to start with uh, Moselia Delp on this one. Uh, getting the new player experience right the first time so we don't have what we have in dust with new players jumping on seeing the game and thinking wow i don't like getting stomped and i think this is shit and then leaving and not having a growing player base because of that okay and uh, delia uh yeah new, new player experience is super important the only other thing so i don't just repeat what he said uh a really clean user interface I would, i'd really push for that okay um just in general in the game, or just is there any specific area? No, just around clean user, user interface. Like, uh, yeah, I'm sure a lot of people here have played Eve. Like, over the past eight years, it's gone from super complicated to a lot smoother. The new industry, I can't wait for, for the Kronos release because it'll be a lot nicer. Okay. All right. No problem with that. And let's see. Pokey. You were, the, you were the one griping the most about going last. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, I mean, the, the, the biggest key thing here is that if Legion is going to be a part of the EVE universe, and it really needs to be a part of the EVE universe, not just this add-on, uh, the biggest mistake made with DOS is they developed the game separate from EVE and then kind of duct-taped it to the side of it. That can't happen in Legion. So the biggest thing I'd, I'd push for CCP is that when you develop Legion, develop, as, as, develop it as part of EVE, as an integrated part of EVE from the ground up, not separate, you know, tiptoeing through the, the, the kiddie pool, so to speak. So if you're going to make it a persistent universe, if you want Legion to be part of New Eden, it needs to be a part of it from the very beginning, not this this add-on. So, you know, like I'm repeating myself here, but focus on on that foundation, build it into the system that is part of Eve, not something separate. Well said. All right, Aeon? Yeah, I think uh, a lot of the NBA stuff is going to be handled, at least in the battle side of things, by knocking out the power levels. CCP pretty much has that covered with Legion, but, you know, there's still a lot of problems that need to be discussed. I won't discuss them, though, because my personal thing is that I want to work on the actual sandbox elements that we don't see in Dust 514. I want to work on the stuff like, you know, the PvEVP salvage fields and getting that down packed and kind of like, you know, tinker with the knobs a little bit and dial down on what makes it different than everything else. You know, that's pretty much where I stand on it. 
All right, and Sarazel. Yeah, uh, there was a there was a part of the question I think which was about the the limited uh, the limit CPM one having a limited involvement in Legion, and and I do think that the the big point there is that um, Legion doesn't currently have a community, and and as you know community voices. Um, we have we have to focus first and foremost on the the community that does exist, which is a Dust community. It's a PlayStation Three community. Um, but in terms of Legion, the big thing that that I want to emphasize is that the the difference that makes this this game different from other games. I don't think that CCP is going to create a game that is on in terms of straight shooter mechanics competitive with Call of Duty or Battlefield. But what they can do is they can make a game that's unique and does things that Battlefield and Call of Duty and other games like it can't even dream of doing. It's a this is a this isn't just a first person shooter. This isn't modern warfare. This is a sci-fi game. And I want them to dial up the sci-fi a lot. I want things game mechanics that you can't see in other shooters. I want a unique game. And I I really hope that Legion pushes that. I have to echo what Pokey said as well that this needs to be a game that that is integrated with Eve. They can't tiptoe around the Eve connection. I've said it for for you know well over a year. It you just it has to be part of the same universe, not a tack up. Awesome. And Zion Chat. Sorry, I'm eating some chips. Let me finish these off. So, and Zatara. <laughs> um, he is uh, yeah. in front of me, isn't he? I, I am. I can go ahead, uh, Shad, if you want to just take a second. Uh, Brother, you go <laughs> right For me, I, I want them to get the uh, – I mean, when I think about Dust, um, I log into Dust and uh, I go through the UI progression and I, I, I log on and I see um, three different you know types of, um, of ways to interact, right? You have your pub contracts, your faction warfare, and your planetary conquests. Um, they've listed a, a, um, a progression in Legion. And um, as you heard me say earlier, what kept me addicted to dust beyond the community um, was the chaos theory, the, the butterfly effect, the idea of, of persistence. Um, what PC, and in a limited way, Faction Warfare offered me um, in, order, in, in, the, I, in the context of leaving a footprint. I want them to build on that in the overall picture. Um, I want them to have a really fleshed out idea and, uh, and have um, a, as much feedback as they're willing to let me give. Um, and, and the community, as a, in as much as I'm a conduit for the community, um, to make that really, really, really shine. I want it to be wonderful. I want people to log into, to, if Legion gets greenlighted, I want them to log into Legion and feel like, man, this is engrossing. This, this is something I could play for 10 years because I didn't just play a few game modes. Um, that's, that for me is, is really catching the fire. That's, that's for me is the most important thing. Okay, and Blackjack. Well, I would like to say first, I echo every everyone beforehand because obviously a lot of them are very similar. The thing, the fact that you know they they want what's different about Dust to stand out, and that's great, and Legion as well. But I'm going to go off on a slight tangent and say the thing I want to actually work on most with Legion is ensuring they don't make the same mistakes in uh, providing the tools to themselves uh, for uh, balancing and stuff like that. As as we've seen with the removal of uh, 
co uh, possible content patches for Dust 514, they're reduced to having a single or a single, maybe two at most tools to work with to balance things. I want Legion to have as many tools as possible to do things like balancing and fixing up the actual gameplay rather than just having one or two rules. Um, one of my favorite quotes, and I've been seeing quoting on the forums quite often, is if you only have a hammer, everything looks like a nail. Um, at the moment, Dust has only got a hammer. I'd rather have a hammer, a screwdriver, and I'd be able to tweak things in different ways. That's what I want to work on most with Legion, if I had a choice. Okay, and I do appreciate it. And, and again, guys, uh, I appreciate you keeping your answers nice and nice and concise. So now that we've kind of got out of the easy mode questions, we're going to start moving into a little bit hey, more hey now, uh, meteor question. Oh, cross my bed. Sorry. Please carry on. Al, I think that the three main things for me, and they're all related, so I'm going to give myself three, are macro level progression, just the arc from character inception through to specialization. I want new players to have an intuitive entry point and the vets to have pirate drop suits. Um, I agree with Pokey very much that for Legion to really succeed, it has to be in New Eden, not some sort of a New Eden flavored IP tack on. And also just that the foundation needs to ensure that incomparables are endemic to it rather than something that's sort of shoehorned in after the fact. No, I, I think it's, it's a good comment. Again, I apologize for cutting you guys off. I've, I'm now officially got my tick marker out as I'm ticking off next to your names. So <laughs> good because I finished my chips. Let's, let's do this. Let's get to the heart of this. Okay. All right. Here we go. So, we all know that the, the voting system they've got now currently, uh, there's seven seats that we're looking to fill. And uh, there's quite a few candidates, but right now you're still looking at roughly about 50% of the people that are that have announced uh, will probably make it onto the council. Now, I'm assuming that there's going to be some more people get in there, and so your odds will probably decrease a little bit. So let's just for the sake of the discussion, let's say there's only one vote. You get one vote and one vote only, okay? Why should anybody vote you over anybody else in this chat room? Why should you be the number one vote uh, versus anybody else in this room? And we're going to start off with Zion Chad. Why you should vote for me? <laughs> well, and again, that's a good question. Vote, I why, mean, why should they vote for you and not anybody else? Vote for me over anybody else. If you're somebody who's into the community, then your vote's going to go into the right place because I'm going to strive for those who do community events and work for them to have both tools, support, and even stuff to give out uh, to the community to make sure that Dust 514 has a strong community going into Legion or has a strong community, period, because I want to make sure that that takes place. Uh, if you're somebody that's more supportive of just your corporation and, and enjoys the gameplay of Dust 514 and you want to make sure that the gameplay elements that you're playing are balanced and taken care of, well, I'm going to do all I can to do that. And not only that, I will make sure that my voice, you know, aka your voice, is heard by CCP. And to make sure that that kind of happens, what I, I want to do is give you guys a report of what I'm going into talking to CCP about. So if you raise up a question or a topic, I'm going to go, this is what I'm presenting to CCP this week in conversation. I might not be able to tell you the outcome, but I want you to be assured that your voice is heard, that your ideas and that what your concerns are, are being presented. 
and I will do that in a weekly topic. Plus, a good vote for me is that I'm probably going to stop inside of your corporation or your alliance to talk to you instead of looking at forums, asking some vague question. No, I'm going to hop into your corporation because I'm going to restart my my cork tour starting here in June. And I'm just going to go door to door. I'm going to knock and anybody who will listen or anybody who wants to talk to me is more than willing because I'm out there to like, like my thing says, I'm here to run for you and uh, I won't stop until that's done. I'm not here to speak about anybody else here because to be honest, I'm not in a lot of the loops or conversations with a lot of the other candidates. I'm just here to run for the community, plain and simple. And so if that's a direction that you want to go outside of the game, doesn't matter what side you're on. If you just like the game, then your vote is probably safe with me. Now I'll leave it at that. Okay. All right. And Ayan Amati. <laughs> yeah. All right. So this, to me, I think this is kind of a rigged question. And the reason I say that is because ultimately the person voting is holding the cards. It's who they vote for. That's why there's seven seats for the CPM. That's why we have the transferable vote system. But you know what? I'll humor the question. And the reason that somebody should vote for me is because, you know, I'm not quite as interested and the person who can go on the forums and make his voice heard so much as the person who has an actual physical barrier as to why they can't make their voice heard. You know, like, call it appealing to a minority or what have you, but I actually went out and talked to those Portuguese guys. I talked out to the players that don't have localization for their clients, and I'm asking them, hey, look, you know, what can we do to make your voice heard? You know, I'm I'm talking about getting the ISD started, having more interaction with the developers in the community. I It's not... I'm not solely there to represent you. I'm there more so so that you can represent yourself. And I think that's why somebody should vote for me is because I'm actually offering something that not a lot of candidates actually offer. Cause this is, you know, like, like I said, I'm not trying to represent you. I'm trying to make it to where you can represent yourself. Okay. And Zatara. Oh man. I was not expecting to go next. Um, okay. <laughs> um, so, um, I think that people should vote for me um, for a variety of reasons. Um, the thing that I love about the council is that, uh, you know, I feel like everyone contributes specifically in one area the most. Like if I, if when I think about, you know, a candidate that I'm going to have near the top of my ballot, I really think of Denny Fleetfoot because of his work with the new player experience. Similar to that, um, I feel like I bring a lot of experience from the end game content. Um, I have played a lot of PC and I've played the game a lot. I've got well over 60, I've got over 6,000 kills just on my main, um, which is if not near the top of, of the highest uh, kill count of any of the CPM candidates is somewhere near it. Um, I play the game a lot. I love the game a lot. I've experienced a lot of different roles within the game and I can provide a, a lot of, um, a lot of uh, experience when it comes to sitting in a room with six other guys and uh, the question is brought up and, you know, we can't sit there and ask the community if I'm sitting in Shanghai in a, in a room with them and, and they need to know, okay, what about this is imbalanced? I feel like I could contribute to that conversation in a, in a, in a capable capacity. Um, I'm also the candidate that I, that I think you should vote for. Um, Aon kind of echoed um, a sentiment that I share, which is that I am going to be the candidate that recognizes that I'm a conduit the community is the light. Um, 
if I ever confuse that, I'm not doing my job. And I can promise you that that's at the forefront of my mind. Um, two other th reasons why I think you should vote for me. One is my immediacy. When I just mentioned that I want to be um, a conduit, um, I if you if you paid paid attention recently to CP, uh, CCP Rattati's, um uh, thread about scouts and Galente scouts specifically, I stayed up almost thirty hours commenting on that thread, watching very closely um, to make sure that the right type of feedback and that pot, you know pl people play devil's advocate with people's ideas, good or bad, including my own. Um, we need that sort of voice. Um, that's going to play devil's advocate with everybody's idea in a, in a respectful but balanced way. Um, and so that sort of wraps up both of the other two reasons, that I will be there, um, I will put off what, it, what needs to take place so that I can be there in the moment when they're having those conversations, um, when it's 3 a.m. here in, you know, right outside of D.C. and we need to have a meeting about X, I will get up. Um, and I will play devil's advocate in a balanced and meaningful way to make sure Satari still there? Yeah, I think uh, I think Satari's audio dropped. He's dead, oh, Jim. Okay. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah he's out of chat. Oh, okay. So it looks like the CPM one candidate field has gotten a little shorter. Uh, on that note, we will move <laughs> over to cross a two. <laughs> Let's make sure we um, allow him to finish up his statement. Oh, I, I will. He he's been having some awesome. on and off. We'll we'll get him hooked up. No problem with that. And cross. Well, there are obviously many candidates running who are going to be devoted to the community, the longevity of the game, full communication, gathering feedback to refine for CCP. That seems to be most of the field we have here. But the distinction that I think I can give myself is that I've done this before, not for CCP, but I've been a community representative for an MMO with direct access to the devs, gathering and refining player feedback. I worked with them on Hellgate London which has now folded, unfortunately. So I've seen what happens when a game with great potential can't carry through and deliver on potential alone. I know some of those road signs. And I know how to create successful feedback from what the players have to say to the devs so that it can be actionable and distilled. Okay. And I think Zatara's back in with us. Uh, are you up, Zatara? Yeah, I'm here. I have no idea when I got DC'd. I'm so sorry. My internet's going to crap right now. No, I, I, you, you were talking for about a minute. Uh, if you want to do a quick recap of the whole thing, that's that's absolutely cool, man. Oh, um, okay. Um, well, I <laughs> so there was four major reasons that I think you should vote for me, specifically. Um, one is the um, experience that I bring as far as playing multiple roles for a long time. Um, and uh, uh, when I say multiple roles, I mean I have 60,000 kills plus in the game. And I think that's a, that's a sticking point for me is that... I, in an in a niche capacity, I offer a lot when it comes to balance, when it comes to having an informed opinion on a lot of roles. Um, two, when it comes to endgame content and balancing PC, making PC worth it for the community, because I think that there is going to, in as much as Dust is going to have a limited amount of development in the future, we need to make sure that we foster the progression and the arc so that PC is really, really fun. It's worth it. And I think about it in the context of, and compare it to NullSec. Um, if we can get it to that point, um, then it would be really, really awesome. And I, and I have a lot of ideas that I'd, uh, I'd love to, to talk further about regarding that. Um, so in the context that PC is endgame content, I think that I bring a, a, a lot of experience and depth to that conversation. Three, um, when it comes to playing devil's advocate, there's a lot of, um, I want to use an example um, with CCP Rattati's thread recently about scouts. Are you guys still there? Can you still hear me? 
Yep, 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 we got you. Yep. Okay, perfect. So in CCP Rattati's thread um, on Gal Scouts, we were he was discussing how do we how do we you know find a way to make the Gal Scout um, great, but you know not overpowered um, in comparison to the other Scouts. And uh, I I stayed up in that thread for almost thirty hours straight, um, commenting throughout the night, making sure that we played devil's advocate with every idea that was presented, whether it was my own or others, um, so that we got the best ideas. Um, the ones that had been tried and tested and true that made the most sense, um, at, to the forefront, um, over and over, I would just stay up and do that. And this isn't the first time where I've, I've loved to do that, to make sure that I can, you know, do what it takes to have immediacy. I want to make sure that no one ever looks at the C CPM again and, uh, thinks to themselves, where have you been? I don't feel like the C CPM is here. Um, I just want to be the exact opposite. Um, and in as much as I can do that and play devil's devil's advocate with people's ideas, I think that um, that you should vote for me for those four reasons. Okay. Uh, and Adelia. Uh, yeah. Sorry, getting my thoughts together. Uh, good reason for voting for me. Um, I may not have the uh, the high level PC competitive viewpoint, but I do have the casual player viewpoint i'd love to be able to push for ccp to make the game enjoyable for just hopping on doing a quick match or two and enjoying the game and pushing off for the day love to see more tools for that but i also realize we need to work on the communication still with ccp and the players because the more going back and forth with them that's moving smoother and communication with cpm and ccp um i'm aware that i'm pretty sure cpm zero's job of getting C CPM relations with CCP aren't finished, so I'm going to push hard to get all of the uh, internal things working smoothly. And I'm also a good team player. The uh, other CPM members won't have any problems working with me, along with uh, working with the community. Okay, uh, I appreciate that. And Jack? This question always reminds me of the, that resume question. What are your greatest strengths? And I will answer in pretty much the same way because this is practically a job interview. You know, you should vote for me because I'm our well-rounded package. That's pretty much it. I don't want to sound arrogant or anything like that, but I have ideas. I, I can recognize your ideas and acknowledge them. I have. I can be a condom for the community. I've proven that. I've done everything in the game from new player experience with the Southern Legion. Since uh, being in Australian time zone, we couldn't actually use uh, academies like uh, Dust University as easily. We had to do our own new player experience stuff. We're in PC, we've been in Faction Warfare. We have been in practically every set, set, step of Dust, so I know every step of Dust inside and out, as well as diplomacy from Eve's side as well and stuff like that. I play Eve as well, which means I can help with the interaction between Eve and Dust or Eve and Legion in the future. and Above and beyond that, you know, I'm also doing things like taking game development courses, which allows me to moderate and control what I actually I can actually pitch. I know what software they're working with, aside from the modifications they've made, of course. So I can also rule out or include ideas that I believe would be able to be put into the the engine that they're using. So a vote for me is a vote for someone who may not be the best at everything or at at anything but is really good at a lot of things. And also I'm a, I'm a very, very dedicated team player. I believe that the CPM1 as, as, and the community at large is a team. We need to work together and push the same direction. And I always try to accommodate everyone, everyone in a team.
Awesome. And Delt, did we already get you? Uh, no, you haven't got me yet. I do now. Oh, uh, do I have to vote for myself? <laughs> <laughs> uh, one uh, would hope. <laughs> that, yeah. That's rule uh, number one, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, what I bring is the availability of communication with other people. I'm I'm on all the time. I on Dust and on Skype. If anyone needs to get a hold of me, I'm there. I'm on at work. I'm on while I'm eating dinner. I'm on while I'm in the washroom, even though I probably shouldn't be. Uh other than that, I have done beta testing and alpha testing with other uh games and I know how to work with devs. Uh yeah, that, that's probably why you should vote for me. Woohoo. Okay. And Shrizel. Hey, um, yeah, it's it's a tough question because I mean it's uh you know it's a team of it's of seven people. Um, I think that uh, it's it's very important that they work together actually. And um, I was uh, one of the first people who started pushing getting all of the candidates as soon as they announced um, to start interacting. And we we've had a running Skype channel with all these guys um, have been in it um, for months in in many cases, and it's been you know a really really great thing to see because I know that whoever does get elected um, will be able to work as a team right off. And, uh, but for me, for me personally, um, I have a lot of, I, I'm actually, I have a degree in game and simulation programming. I've, I've studied, you know, game design and game programming. Um, I've done work in the Unreal Engine. Um, and I, I know a lot of both the player side of stuff and, and the developer side of the issue, which is, um, it, it's really helpful, I think, when you're talking to developers, be able to put it in the context that they can work with. And, um, I, I've been here, I announced, I believe, like five months ago at this point when we thought this this election was going to happen much, much sooner than it did. So I've been here a very long time. I've been here consistently, and um, I've been reachable that entire time as well. Um, I People in my alliance can get a hold of me, whether I'm in-game or out-of-game. They've been doing it, you know, at any time, all times of night, unless it's, you know, one of the few hours I get to sleep every night. Um but you know, Skype, my various phone messengers that I've gotten for various groups that uh, want to get a hold of me, um, email, and and the thing is, is I'm happy to respond to any and all requests. If if you want to, if you have a forum thread, and you want to know what what someone thinks of it, I will get that response, and you will get a response from me on every every contact that you send my way. Okay, and Pokey. Well, I've been playing this game for way too long. Uh, I was actually one of the first people to make it to the E3 build, so. Uh, because I've been playing so long, I've done pretty much a little of everything, both Dust and the Eve side. So to that extent, I know a little bit of everything, so I'm a bit of a jack-of-all-trades, master of none. And the important part is is that I realize that I'm not a master of any particular class, but I know enough to know when people are bullshitting me. So I go and talk to the people who are experts, and I can understand when they actually are you know, talking out their ass or when they are actually you know, know what they're talking about. So... In that regard, I'm particularly good at communicating with those who know a great deal about a particular role or a topic in the game, but then again, enough to you know understand the interconnectivity between each of those roles. And I think that's that's probably my claim to fame. I think is that I'm particularly good at understanding if you change this, what's the ripple effect in the pond? You know, if if you nerf this, what's going to happen to this, this, and this? And I think that's a a part that CCP has failed on a lot of points to to make sure that changes don't totally destroy other aspects of the game. And I, I've called out a lot of these, and I haven't been as vocal on the forums in the past as I should have, but I've, I'm particularly good at, at knowing what's going to happen when things change just because of the general knowledge of all aspects of the game. 
So in that, that regard, I think you should really vote for me because I'm good at recognizing when changes do happen, what does that mean for your gameplay? I mean, you may think that, that something is unrelated to you, but it very well might be. And the key is having candidates to understand everything that happens, everything that's added, everything that changes. They need to know to tell CCP, no, make sure you take a look at this other thing too. Make sure you took at this thing. Make sure that you aren't going to destroy someone else's gameplay because you tweak this one thing. And so, you know, you should vote for me because I understand those, you know, the interconnections between everything in the game. And, you know, I want to make sure that everyone has an enjoyable experience, not just, you know, flavor of the month week after week. Okay. And I appreciate that one, Cooking. And, and to everybody on the panel and everybody that's listening, uh, let me be clear. Um, the, the CPM1 is a team sport. And the reason that, uh, that we teed that question up, that's, that's basically to help separate the candidates because what you have is a lot of really good candidates on the panel right now. And uh, as Hans said last, last week on the show, this is the season of elections and this is when you toot your own horn a little bit. So what we're looking for is literally just to try to help people separate the different candidates in their minds a little bit. Uh, but let me, let me be clear, uh, not trying to divide the CPM uh, candidates because they are going to all have to work with each other. Um, so do it. <laughs> oh no, it's, it's coming. Just wait. Yes. <laughs> so we do have fun questions later, but the, um, the, the next question I do have is somewhat, somewhat serious. Um, we've all watched what CPM zero has done and, and we've watched only the public face. And then there's been, you know, drips and drabs here and there about, uh, you know, things that have gone on behind the scenes. And we know that we've had some steady attrition of CPM zero members. It, and I'm going to ask you guys to kind of keep your answer down to about one minute. So you can be fairly concise. What's the number one thing you've learned watching the CPM zero that you will account for just internally for your own self if you are elected as a CPM member going forward? And with that, we will start with Moselia Delt. Uh, the number one thing I learned, uh, the community hates you no matter what you do. And uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know why, what's a serious answer I can give to this. Uh, yeah, like I said in last week's podcast, be careful what you say because uh, yeah, you don't want to you don't want to get the community hating after you for a simple miss. Uh, what would be the correct way to say this? A miss uh, pronunciation of words, I guess. Uh, yeah, that's probably the biggest thing I've learned. Okay, and Zion Chad. <laughs> what was the question? <laughs> I'm so sorry. We're all asking that. <laughs> Dude, dude, we're in a side chat right now. Let me explain something. In, in podcasts, there's a lot of typing in the backgrounds. And and it's so sad that the crowd doesn't get to see this, but we're talking about the women's vote. And I said, Zatara wins the women's vote, hands down. And and that's the topic I was looking at. <laughs> oh, goodness. Forgive me. Oh, Please no. forgive me for being ignorant. Okay. I wasn't the only one, though. So, but I will claim my so ignorance you go, on this when you one. go to Oz, there's a curtain. You're not supposed to pay attention to what's going on behind the curtain. <laughs> <laughs> well, bitch. <laughs> hit, hit me, Jay. What, what's my question, man? Okay. What have you learned by watching CPM Zero for the last year and change? You know what? I've learned a lot. And to be honest, I learned a lot in progression. I learned that, that CPM Zero starting out felt a lot like... Now, I'm saying the word felt... Not, not that it went this way in any way. I don't know. I, I was never there and they were under NDA. So keep that in mind. But I felt like that they were a marketing ploy when Dust started out. 
Granted, they were also only supposed to be on the CPM zero for three months. Here they are over a year. And if that doesn't say anything about how much of an influence they have on CCP, that CCP would want to keep them around that long, then I, I don't know what is. You guys can throw them under the bus as much as possible. But to me, before FanFest, even even 1.8, they had a lot of say in 1.8. They didn't have every say in there, but they accomplished a lot. And even though I don't get along personally with some of the members of the CPM, I would have to admit that they got a lot done. And they did. And even during FanFest, when all that shit went down that you guys saw in that stream and then thought... There was a lot of questions or whatever. No, Saberwing and the CPM Zero went into this private side meeting in a hallway. Out of all fucking things, in a hallway. He was like, oh my god, do we need to meet right now? And they said yes. And they met with him right then and there. And those words echoed on into what became the player transfer. And that's what CPM Zero did for you guys. And that's what I see going forward. After I saw that in FanFest and I saw that the CPM actually makes a difference, that CCP wants to listen to the players, that's first started my interest into the CPM one. Otherwise, why bother going? If I'm just going to be on a fucking billboard, you better pay my ass to have my picture on a billboard. Otherwise, I want to make sure that my voice is heard because I'm doing this shit for free. And I'm doing it for the community. I'm doing it for you guys. And that's what you guys should see out of the CPM Zero. Even though they're having a hard time, a rough time, it doesn't matter. They did all they could. And my hat's off. I will applaud them anytime there's an applause needed. They did a fantastic job. I won't say it in the beginning, but here at the end, when I actually saw stuff happening, yes, they did that. And they did it for you guys. Please keep that in mind. Okay. And Blackjack. The biggest thing I've learned from the CPM is that it is damn stressful. Um, they may not have revealed anything they actually did under NDA, but I've chatted to them during the hours they've been having meetings with Iceland because it's pretty much close to my time zone, my usual time zones and stuff like that. Um, I've seen them as they've disappeared off to meetings and stuff like that, coming back frustrated as hell. It's stressful. Uh, that's probably one thing I've learned. So obviously, uh, one the thing I've, I've learned from is that it is a stressful environment. You need to you need to be able to handle and and pretty much and pretty much thrive on stress. That's pretty much what I've learned from it at the moment. And also the fact that they've done so much for the community, and the community does still it's still half and half split whether they support the CPM zero or the CPM or or not. But um, I've seen how much they fight for every ideal. And also communication. They need. They need to. You need to have a, a concise channel of communication. You can't all go off in different directions, especially when it's public. Okay. And Zatar. Um, <clears throat> I actually just want to split it here. Um, I've only got about a minute, so I'll be brief. Um, two things that really struck me, and uh, and I've learned about the CPM. Um, I was having a conversation one time. Um, I remember when I was first contemplating um, about running, I contacted uh, a, I contacted Nova Knife, I contacted Hans, I contacted Kane, and uh, I, I think I even I, I don't remember if I contacted Lauren or Jenza. They weren't on Skype, uh, but <laughs> contacted them all and uh, asked them, you know, like what was you know the a, a ton of questions. We had broad conversations, um, 
one of the things that stuck out to me from um, Hans was he essentially said that the the CPM um, don't need to, in a sense, you know, don't need to do anything more than represent the community. Um, he said the players don't even need to know the game. And I thought that was really eye-opening for me. Um, I, I'm ad-libbing here, so I don't remember what his exact quote was. I don't have it in front of me, but that for me was just eye-opening. The idea that all that really comes down to it is to be the focus group, the representative democracy that CCP's opened as a as a line of communication between the community and uh, and the developers. Um, uh, the other thing that I think that that ties in with that um, is that I learned that what I what I want to do. Um, I I mentioned earlier that I felt like a lot of the time the community was saying where the CPM for a long time, and um, I want to make sure that they're never saying that. I never want to have um, there be any reason for anyone to say, what are the CPM doing? I don't understand like where they are. I just, uh, as a lesson for me, that's, that is paramount to what I would contribute um, as a CPM. All right, and Sryzel. My mind completely went blank. I had a whole thing. <laughs> um, we can uh, call it being seed. Did that just happen? Zill, come on, dude. It did, like two minutes ago, I swear. <laughs> Holy shit. I had this whole thing. Um, I, you know, is there anybody else you can go back to? Pokey, Draven, what do you think? Sure. Um, you know, I have no doubt in my mind that CPM Zero worked their asses off to, to try to make this the best they could be. I mean, just speaking with even Hans on, on Biomast here, you know, he's, he's spoken in, in pretty great lengths about, about what they did. I think the primary issue that, that happened with CPM Zero is that they weren't clear on, on two very important things. And I think CPM One needs to, to definitely hammer these in. And one of them is, what is CPM's role and what are they capable of? And the second being, what were they doing that week? What are they working on? What did they talk about? Now, granted, there's NDA, of course, I understand that there's only so much they can talk about, but they need to make it very clear to the community, this is our role, this is what we are capable of doing, and then this is what we're doing about it. Because I think a lot of people don't quite understand exactly how much power the CPM1 or CPM in general has, and I think it's really important to kind of help hammer that message home so people do understand that things are being worked on, it's just not necessarily in their control all the time. And at the same time, by openly talking about what they're doing, they're also held accountable for the player base to come and say, well, yeah, you're working on that, but we need this. You know, we need we need to know that you're working on on this uh, on this item as well. And so it, it's they need to make it very clear, open that communication, and make sure people understand exactly what they can do and what they are doing. You know, constantly. Okay, uh, Zell, you ready? Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry that was that was embarrassing. Um, my my brain just left the house for a minute. Um, the, the big <laughs> <laughs> the biggest thing that I I, I picked up. Is um, you know, and I had seen this a little bit with the CSM. I know the Mitani talked about it a lot. Is that um, the the CPM and the CSM ha- have a a constant fight for relevance? And and I noticed towards the beginning of CPM zero, um, from what I heard that the the Shanghai didn't really even want a CPM and didn't didn't want to take them seriously. And it's you know, there's been so many issues, and we could go on for for quite a list of them of all the times that 
that the CPM said, here's how this is going to go. And CCP hasn't listed, listened from, you know, whether it be the developers themselves or someone higher up or someone in marketing or whatever. But it, it's a constant fight to, to reiterate the importance of um, listening to the players and the, the CPM and their, their role in helping connect the players to the developers. Okay. And let's see, cross a two. I'd have to say that the thing I've learned most from CPM Zero is, well, communication and NDAs are a tricky mix. I've wrangled that beast before, so there was no real surprise there for me. But what CPM Zero taught me is that within a persistent game universe, that beast has even more time to grow. So if I've learned anything from watching the longest three months ever, as I've begun to affectionately call it, it's that anyone who steps into the council position now in CPM One has to be ready to tattoo hard the fuck up across the frontal cortex. End of the day, CPM Zero's term has left me feeling even more ready to get this job done. All right. And Alex, or correction, Adelia? Um, from watching CPM Zero, it's, I've learned that it's super difficult to be in the CPM. Um, like learning that they had to keep Legion a secret for six months. That's crazy. And I had something else on the top of my head. What was it? What was that? I had two thoughts and I lost one. <laughs> a lot of that going on. It was very profound. Yeah. Gosh darn it. I really did lose it. I'll let you know if I find it again. <laughs> Sweet no mother in law. No problem. Okay. Well, do, do you want us to the table or do you want us to move on? You're, you're calling in. You can go ahead and move on. Maybe it's just getting late for me. Okay, well, I noticed you piped up in text that you might have to, to take off. If you want, you can take a. Uh, after uh, Aeon, you can take a quick moment and give us a shout out to anybody before you sign off. Um, with that, Aeon? The thing I learned most from the account of the CPM Zero is what happened recently with Nova Knife's dismissal. And I hate bringing it up, but, you know, professionalism is a must in this role. I mean, it's entirely possible to tell CCP that they're screwing up, but they're going against the community in a professional manner. And I think it has a lot, it's what a lot of new candidates misinterpret. They have this misconception, like like I did a year ago, thinking that anger is going to win developers over, that you can just go in there and just start yelling at people to get them to do stuff. But a lot of times, you know, that's just not going to work. I mean, nobody likes getting yelled, being yelled at, and but... You know, so I mean, if anything, that should be a trump card. That should be like your your to, to let people know when you're being serious about something. But that's just what I've learned from it. Okay, uh, and I think we've got everybody covered. Anybody get left out on this round? Um, unless uh, some people that drew a blank want to go over their thoughts again. Yep. you know, I just in case, to, I managed to catch that thought. Do it, it man. Do it. It, it's that CPM actually makes a difference. That was my okay. thought. That was nice. <laughs> it was a decent one, too. Yes, it was. Um, okay. Quite poignant. Quite poignant. It, yes, it is. Uh, Adelia, did, if, you, if you want to, you can take a shout-out now, or if you want to go for another round of questions, I know you're, it's getting late for you where you're at, man. No, I'm going to call it a night, but I'll be able to make the next show if there's anything. Okay, any shout-outs you hit me with later. before you take off? Um... I guess I'll give a shout out to my new corporation that I just joined, War Ravens. Only played with them a little bit so far, but it's been enjoyable. My last corp kind of died off after Legion. Okay, all right. The uh, no problem with that. War Ravens, whoop whoop, Lone Star Rider. Okay, 
All right, guys. So here's, here's kind of where we transition a little bit. So we went through a series of questions kind of to break the ice with each other and, and really to kind of show people sort of basically where you're at and what your positions are on kind of the broad things. And that's really the intent for this uh, kind of this first panel episode. And we hope to have all of you back on for like one, maybe two more, since it looks like we're about two months out from the actual election being held. So uh, with that, I'm going to ask a quick question to everybody and, and you get one word answer. Got to be fast. And, and I have to do this because I got pinged on chat that I better answer, but I, that I better ask this question. So I'm going to write down the line. It's going to go top to bottom, starting with Aon. And literally, I need a one word answer. What percentage tax rate should Pokey Draven set the OSG tax rate? Aon, go. 100%. Alex? 3.14. Cross. 10. Delt? 95. Oh, Soraya? 7. Jackal? 5. Satara? Tax? Zero. And Chad? What was the question? That's that's kind of what I expected to give from you. That's so, my answer. So so for the record, right now, Zatara like shut Zatara the and Jackal are getting everybody's votes in OSG. Yes, I'm not in Those OSG, so I will not answer for OSG. Those members are cool as shit, and to be honest, with the OSG members, I got to meet, I got to meet a couple of you guys over in Vegas. What's up? We had drinks. It was fucking <laughs> awesome. So my love goes to OSG, and whatever the members want, I'm all for. That's that's why we like you, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Okay, yeah, and, and all seriously, I seriousness, I, I actually did troll Pokey there a little bit, but but I legitimately did get that question on Skype. <laughs> you guys are crazy. <laughs> Is so hey man, hundred percent, do it. <laughs> We don't have enough. We don't have enough backstabbing in this game yet. <laughs> hey, I shut the no, fuck no, up. No, you That's why I love you guys. That's why I love you guys. Just the concept you... of people saying "go for one hundred percent" just has bad connotations for those okay. of us who were in PC. So, so Aeon <laughs> is officially the communism candidate. Oh, you... oh. <laughs> yes, yes. You face the Aeon. One for all and all for one, except for you. You have a militia injector. Oh, I'm hurting. Yeah. Good thing no, there's you, no Medicare in no, the fucking dust fight one for. Pokey's going to start there talking is, about socializing and Hey, don't criticize the militia injector. It's the only one worth running with current four-point balance. Right? <laughs> Absolutely. It's part of my new Nana, the affordable Nana healthcare plan. <laughs> Pokey, this was a question about you. I don't think it was ever geared towards you. You didn't even know what the question was. <laughs> <laughs> you knew it had something to do with chips. Oh, that was awesome. All right, where to next, guys? Okay, all right. Uh, so I'm going I'm to throw out one more question. Uh, it, it should be a fairly quick one, um, and, and we'll kind of uh, whip, whip through it because you guys have actually answered in a roundabout way a lot of the other ones that I was going to ask. And then uh, what I like to do since we're, we're coming up on about an hour and a half, uh, each of you get one question to kind of uh, ask one other member of the panel. So instead of like an open-ended question, like I've been moderating to you, you'll ask exactly one question of one, maybe two other members that you want to directly uh, hit up on. So I'll give you guys a minute to think about that. Uh, and with that, uh, I'm going to tee up kind of the last question. Uh, and, and this is a pretty simple one, and, and I think it'll give you a little, bit of, a little bit of time to kind of organize your thoughts. There's a lot of third-party apps and a lot of uh, different 
player-made resources that are out there in the CCP game world. Uh, there's a ton of them in EVE, and there's a growing number in Dust. Uh, if you look at the little technology, uh, the little technology form on the Dust forms, there's a surprising number of third-party apps and uh, websites that are geared up to sort of help the Dust player. And they're almost extensions of the new player experience. And unfortunately, a lot of new players don't know they exist. Uh, and there's some wikis growing out there, and there's a lot of different things. But one of the things I kind of want to just ask briefly, is there a third-party app or an out-of-game resource that you guys have seen that you want incorporated into Legion? Something that they can either steal or get some inspiration from. And again, just a brief answer, uh, if there's something out there that, that's really struck your fancy, uh, what is something you would steer the CCP devs to take a look at to see if they could integrate into Legion uh, or at least take some inspiration from? And we'll uh, we'll kind of go from top to bottom to make it easy. And I'll start off Dang with Anamati. <laughs> huh. Oh, well, damn. Here I was trying to find, like, plan B. But all right. We'll go with dust charts, man. That thing's needed to be in the game since day one. Awesome. Okay. And cross. Pro tips. The ability to actually see what stats you're going to output when you build something and to do so before you invest one of skill points absolutely should be in the game. Yep. And dealt. I fully agree with Cross Profits is probably the uh, best one. Uh, let's see. And Pokey. Uh, Protofits again for me. For those of you who don't know what Protofits is, it's protofits.com and it allows you to do a mock-up fittings of uh, vehicles and drop suits and you can specify what level the skills are at. And I believe it also tells you how much SP you need to get to that point. So fantastic tool should definitely be in Legion. Awesome. And Sarazel. You know, I'm going to kind of break the mold, I think, a little bit, but I, I don't necessarily think that there should be some of the t things that are in the third-party tools should be in the game. I think there should be more things out of the game. I think that they need they need a lot bigger support for creating those third-party apps so that those third-party apps can do a lot more than they do now. Um, I mean, the, the things like dust charts, there's one, um, I, I don't know if it was ever offici officially released or not, but there's uh, there's one called Stuff514 um, that I, I use for a, a fair bit of things. Um, I wrote my own district tracker um, within like five minutes of, of the district's API getting released. But I, I really don't think as much that we should be pushing more of those things in game as we should be encouraging greater expansion of third-party tools and, and much more support for that to, to grow past. Uh, what can be done in the game. Okay, uh, real quick, Aeon, if you waved your hand that you had something to add. Yeah, this is, like, the third-party apps thing is one of my primary campaign platforms, and the reason why is because CCP is actually kind of defensive about giving accessibility and the tools that third-party developers need in order to make some of those awesome, really, you know, third-party apps that we see in EVE Online. Like, as far as I know, there's no public API system that we can just go and access right now. Like for dust. Amen, brother. So, like, it's nigh impossible to get a lot of the information that we would like to see in a third-party app. And I think it's something that CCP really needs to work on right now. I mean, like, asking us, you know, what what is our favorite third-party app that we'd like to see in Legion is awesome, but there's really not that many out there because, you know, you, you kind of have to work some corners. Or, I mean, I know, like, Dust dust Stats, I think, is, uh, is one third-party sort of uh, information source that has had a lot of trouble trying to get the information they need. Like, you still have to manually put in your information, your KDR and all that shit. So that's something that we really need to work on. Okay. Uh, and Pokey Dragon. Actually, did we already get your Pokey? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And Jackal. 
I'm actually in mind with Saray here. I'd rather actually promote more third-party apps rather than put them into the game. Um, more for the fact that it's a community build as well. These people have gone out of their way to make these third-party apps, and you know that it, it's, it's part of the community. It, it brings people into the community as well because they've obviously made the apps. Then you go outside that and get it and stuff like that. Whether going, especially whether going to PC for Legion, there's, there's no barrier to having them in any way as a third-party app because uh, you can just open up another window or whatever. So I, I'm actually I'm actually more advocate for not having a third-party apps integrated into Legion itself. Okay, and Zatara? Um, so there's two ways to answer this, right? You mentioned not only, you know, would you like to put a third-party app in or what, what inspiration you could take from a third-party app to be implemented into the game. So I'm going to comment on uh, – I, I was originally going to go with Profits <laughs> as well, but I'm going to tangent off here because that way I there's there's – not all of us giving a, going on that same thought path. If, if you've ever been to Dustboard, it lists all of your um, your former corporations. If you've ever been to Dust Stats, it lists a lot of different stats that aren't listed on Dust. Um, I I hate the fact that when I go and press click information on a character in game, it doesn't give me any of a lot of information. If you notice, it it gives you their PSN and their name and and maybe their corporation. Right, it gives their corporation. I want that window. Or something in the in the interface to give me stuff like their their win loss ratio, how many PCs they've played, their their combo ratio from dust stats, what, what former corporations were they in? I want all of that stuff. Um, to, I want those websites people to take inspiration from the from the info and integrate it when I go to click on a character's name. Okay, that, that's actually a really good idea. Um, John Chad, Zatara, you're a fucking son of a. Bitch. If your name wasn't in front of mine. <laughs> I'd be yeah, I'd be uh backing up barking up your tree, huh? <laughs> oh my god. Okay, let let's go back here. Okay, does 514 stats is run by Ruck Doc. That that dude was a cool cat. And if you guys didn't watch any of the streams, he was the cat that made all the sweaters for CCP. He made uh David Reed Mr. Pink, okay? And this guy <laughs> runs the site and and he does all that he can for that site and it would be a cool ass site if the Crest system was where it needed to be. Zatara knows he met him there. Aeon, he met him there as well. So, I mean, I'm in a room full of guys that know exactly what I'm talking about here. Uh, the other app, third-party app that I enjoy is on my Twitter. And this was an app that I wish was on my PSN. This was something that I wanted a long time ago. And it was the dust alerts where it told you where um, districts were changing hands or what districts are being attacked. If there was something like that on my PSN back when we were into PC, telling my guys, hey, your district's being attacked, they would long the fuck on. You know, otherwise we would have to go through our website or go through Twitter because it's a third party app. Moving to a PC now. Now we're moving to Legion. I would love to see that on a PC. What if we could have email alerts? letting us know that our districts are being attacked without our CEO or our directors having to email them ourselves. Look, these guys that run our alliances, run our corporations, they are under a lot of pressure, a lot of stress. Why? Because they want to bring you a lot of content and they want to make sure that your gameplay is as fun as their gameplay. That's what they're there for. These are players that are bringing content to the game. And anything that makes a player's job a little easier to make content for the game for you guys, the players, 
I am all for. So anything that I would see from CCP that would make this thing any easier, I will be all for. And if you guys have an idea that would make this stuff easier, hell yeah. I would tell them, look, give them the tools. Fuck yeah. That way it gets players playing the game. And right now, all, all it looks like for Dust is Molden Heath, but fuck that. Why don't we get some more planets? Why don't we get some more systems? Why don't we get some more third-party tools that allow us to know what the fuck's going on? That's my answer. I'm dead. I'm done. I need another drink. <laughs> Fair enough. What, one quick thing as we're like looking at the text chat on the side for everybody listening. Uh, you know, I'm, this is the part where I break my moderator role and put my shout out for uh, Neocon for my iPhone. Your and iPhone for all you Android fuck. lovers, fuck off. <laughs> you know, uh, going off what Zion was saying about um, dust alerts, that would, as far as I know, that would be relatively simple to integrate We're using an RSS and, like feed integration because that's what Twitter operates on, so that's entirely possible just by using the third-party app, not actually implementing anything new. No, I, I think you're probably right. The uh, this is an interesting one. Uh, just so you guys are tracking um, the the discussion that we're getting into now is really into sort of min minor mechanics pieces and sort of the technical pieces. Um, and this is this is kind of a good segue that I wanted to kind of tee up for a, a future episode. And we talked about macro things for the most part, and we're hearing this last one or two questions we've gotten, we've delved a little bit, like literally just scratched the surface on, uh, picking out one or two issues and then really kind of doing a tad of a deep dive on it. Uh, the third-party apps piece is one that you get a lot of discussion about on forums, and 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 honestly, I'll, I'll joke aside, like I, I, I've seen a number of different um, variations on, can I get a, a Neocom for my smartphone or my tablet? Uh, or something like EveGate, and for those of you that don't know, that's uh, a pure dusty. EveGate is essentially a uh, like a client that you you just like a website you log into, and it gives you access to most of the functions of the Neocom uh, minus your skill queue. So there's a lot of things that could be done, I think, and it goes back to what several of you have said in terms of baking in some things. But again, you know, as, as a lot of you have mentioned, it's really about can CCP foster creativity. So um, now that we've kind of gotten to that point, and, and again, great answers by everybody, uh, and I really appreciate the time. Uh, so we're going to think we've got just enough time we can do this. We're going to hit up everybody on the list. You get to ask one other guy one question. Uh, so I'm, I would ask you to keep your responses to a minute or less, if possible. Uh, we'd like to kind of cycle through this fairly quickly. Uh, and then we're going to close it out with shout outs from everybody and then we'll high five and we'll see you in a future objective. So uh, with that, we're going to start out with cross a two here in a second. So again, the rules of the road cross. You get to ask one other person uh, a, a relative, a pertinent question reference. They're either their candidacy or a topic they've taken in uh, in the forums or in game. And again, it's got to be a short question if you can and a short response. And this is again, just to kind of break the ice a little bit. And sort of let everybody see how you work with each other and communicate to each other. Okay. Uh, without further ado, Cross, you're up. All right. My question is for Aon the Body. You've actively taken the initiative in reaching out to different aspects of the community with things like your localization initiative or the candidate squads. My question is, how would you apply that type of initiative to bridging difficult gaps or fractiousness within CPM1 or between CPM1 and CCP, should you be elected? Bridging in what way? Well, that is the question. Yeah. All right. So the thing about it 
is that CCP has always, like, ever since Uprising was released, they've been on overtime. You know, they've been hammering out a bunch of different patches. Like, it, it used to be monthly. Now it seems to be, like, every, every three months, now they're doing hotfixes. The thing about it is, most of the, like, the the stuff, like, the, like that covered in hotfixes, bugs and whatnot, that can be diverted over to the community. That doesn't need to be in the developer's, like, entirely in the developer's hands. There's a lot of opportunity for the community to reach out and do the things that CCP can do and take a lot of the stress load off. Now, how I plan on actually communicating that, bridging that gap, is going to take a lot of work. And I did a lot of that work at FanFest, talking to Saberwing, Rouge. Rouge didn't even know what ISD was until Kane Spiro and I practically cornered him at him, uh, another developer I can't remember the name of, and Saberwing. And we pretty much told them, hey, look, what's the problem? You know, and they said that uh, the issue was that the, uh, they don't have a test server for the ISD to work on, and it seems like a really silly thing to have been the barrier. And that's one of the like because we don't need a test server, most of all. But that's pr- primarily how I plan on actually making that bridge is because you know you don't need me to tell you, hey, we don't need a test server for the ISD. You know, it, we just need the community to have more of a voice in order to do that. Cheers. Thanks for the answer. Okay. Uh, all right. And just sort of to, to kind of start the form on this Aeon, you will answer, you will ask the next question. So kind of the way this is going to work is if you get asked a question, you're the next guy that's going to be asking a question to somebody else. Okay. My question is for Black Jackal. Um, and I hate to call you out on this, but how do you plan on getting CCP to actually work on open world environments? Because that seems to be like one of your primary campaign points and always has been. How does he get him to work on it? Obviously uh, presenting him with the the outline of it, I suppose. Um, open world environment is something that, you know, it encourages emerging gameplay. And that's what CCP is all about. With EVE especially, it's been seen, um, not so much with Dust at this point in time, but emerging gameplay is is what keeps these sort of games running for so long. You know, and the players derive the drive the thing. An open open world or something similar in style um, drives that sort of uh, emerging gameplay. If it's a lobby shooter, there's not really any emerging game, or at least not to the extent that you know we'd all we'd all be hoping for. That's uh, so. All I'll be doing is laying out the reasons why they should, and backing up with reasoning and stuff like that to to make them look at it and think, well, okay, maybe we should investigate this situation if they're not already, of course. Okay. And Jackal, you, your turn to ask the question. My question is for Soraya. Um, similar, similar to me, you've done work with uh, programming and stuff like that, specifically with the Unreal Engine. How is this going to help you be a better CPM1 candidate? Um, the, the big thing for me is, is the ability to... Um, set the expectations um right for for the devs is you know is you know i've i've seen people say oh well we just you know we can fix everything if we just make make the game open world or or remove the red liner or you know we'll get a big wide sweeping suggestion and um maybe not the the all of the details and how to implement it maybe not um the recognition of how much is involved in doing it and i i don't presume to say that I'm going to be able to tell the developers, well, you just need to press this button and, and, you know, do this menu. Obviously they have a very customized um, 
version of of things uh, running is you know they're they're saying that the reason that they're not going to Unreal Four with Legion is because there's already so much that they've changed Unreal Three that it's barely even Unreal Three anymore. Um, but the the idea that I can set things kind of from a, a software development perspective and and understanding the the time frames and the the amount of work involved. Um, and hopefully coordinating with the whole the whole CPM on in- ensuring that we get our requests and our our push into that that mindset. Okay, uh, Zell, you're at play. Yeah, um, and, and this is this is probably partially a, a question that that could be just as easily uh, directed uh, t- towards me. Is um, but I am I'm going to poke uh, Zatara a bit, um, and I'm just going to ask uh, Zatara how. Um, how would you? How are you going to approach keeping separate um, your in in game your your politics, your alliance business? You run you run a lot of uh, of corporate management stuff as as I do as well, um, and separating that from uh, your your CPM. Um, this is a great question, um, and I think it's a fairly straightforward one. Um, I uh, at the end of the day, you know, you have to just simply say that the game's progress is more important. I think I think you're kind of like to clarify, I think you're kind of hinting at that soul that sort of idea that came up about Kane Sparrow with the community, correct? Yeah, he's he's uh been uh a, let's say a polarizing figure. Okay, so you're essentially to restate the question, you're saying uh how am I going to um distinguish between my in-game personality and politics and what I need to bring to the table as a CPM member? To, yeah. Just to clarify, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, to me, they're completely separate um, portions of of you know, like when I'm when I'm contributing as a you know to like say the war room. The war room, for example, is a is a place where I go to and I just troll people. Um, if you're if you're taking the war room seriously at all, you are doing it wrong. Um, it the only purpose of it is to make the other person upset. <laughs> um, like ninety five percent of everything I post in the war room is just complete and utter bullshit. Um, so, I mean, there's that, I, I just think that, uh, at the end of the day, you know, um, when it comes to like the idea that Kane's, that Kane was, you know, using CPM knowledge to further his ends in the game, um, we, we operate over a video game. Um, it's difficult for me to reach out and, and shake your hand and look you in the eye and tell you that, you know, the way I would back in the, in the 1920s and say, look, I promise you, I'll pay you this back. Um, if you were to give me a loan. Um, on the internet, there's, there's anonymity. And so there's a sense of, you know, I, I, there is a difficult question of when someone is, um, being questioned about their motives in running for CPM. It's, it's just a, it's just a loaded question. I think this could be asked of anyone who's, um, in a position, uh, where their corp is, uh, is semi in any capacity relevant in PC. This is not a one minute, um, a one minute answer question here. Um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But suffice it to say that um, I'll agree with him on that one. Suffice it to say that the game is bigger than anything. I, I, I'm never going to be the type of person that even entertains that idea because um, not only will I have a, a, a no desire to put myself and my corporate interests above the game, I just don't. Um, and that's that's been reflected in a lot of different things. Um, uh, just the type of community that I've cultivated within FA, uh, being the antithesis of of ass hattery, um, being the type of person who went in instead of recycling the same type of vets, we went and actively found people in pubs and taught them the way that PC needed to be playing on a competitive level. 
um, everything that I've contributed as a as a player to my corporation is is a reflection of what I would bring, um, and it's is a demonstration of the type of uh, the type of player that I am, um, and that I wouldn't do that sort of thing. That I wouldn't it wouldn't even be a struggle for me. It's a non factor as far as I'm concerned. Um, when it comes to when it comes to that sort of question, um, I, I don't know. I, I <laughs> am I missing anything here? I, I don't really know if that's an adequate way of saying that. But you're uh, good, you're good. but yeah, that I mean, that's uh, man, that is a blindsided question there, Soraya. I'm um, I'm so sorry. I gave you I I tried giving you a little heads up. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, um, but yeah, it was definitely a question that if you notice on my CPM thread, a lot of people had that same concern. They were, you know, sort of saying at the time I was in a blue donut in DNS. And um, obviously I couldn't at the time share my my purpose in being there, which was to break the blue donut up, which I, I obviously later was able to furnish lots of proof um, conversations that I had with multiple people. And I shared that with a lot of people to, to demonstrate the type of person that I am. I'd rather break up the blue donut and uh, serve, serve the purposes of furthering the game. Um, than you know collecting my billion a week paycheck um so yeah there's that okay hey zatar i, I need to take one quick sorry try what do you have i i just wanted to, to thank zatar for being a, a good sport on my on my question there um i i only picked zatar because um zatar is so very active in the politics uh, side of things in game as well which is uh you know, an important distinction, and uh, I, I appreciate Zatara very much for tackling that question with, uh, with uh, quite, in a, quite a good manner. No, no, that, that's that's a very valid question for everybody. In all honesty, it's uh, and it is one that's come up periodically. Um, and, and frankly, it, I think Zatara's right. It's one that you could ask of everybody. Uh, real quick, I think Jackal's got a jet, uh, so we're going to take a, a quick pause, Zatara. You'll have the next question here in just a second. But Jackal, did you want to uh, have a last statement or a shout out? Yeah, just a couple of shout outs. So obviously to all my um, Aussie bros that I've uh, I've been engaged with since I started playing games in the first place, especially online, um, especially the Southern Legion and our new, and our Alliance Final Resolution, which Adelia is actually a part of. He couldn't remember the name earlier. I did inform him, but a bit too late, a bit beyond the fact. Um, and also a shout out to the rest of the community, guys. You guys make this game what it is these days, and you know you're the you're the reason why a lot of us keep logging on. So keep playing and keep pushing, and don't be so negative about everything. You know they will get it right eventually. Well said, well said, uh, Jackal. We really appreciate you coming on tonight. I know you, I know you got a jet to pick your son, but that that uh, we really do appreciate you coming on because you're in a, in the crazy time zone, uh, you know, compared to everybody else in the room. So thanks a lot for that. Not a problem. I love, I love coming on to these shows, and it's always it's always good fun and always good to listen to everyone else and have a chat with everyone else. Anyway, I'll be signing off. Uh, see you guys later. All right. Well done. And Zatar, you're up. You can fire away with your question, bro. Um, okay. So um, I'm going to ask this to um, to Cross. Um, and the question I'm going to ask Cross is um, if you were not in a capacity to run, um and you you could not run um which of the candidates running do you feel like you would have if you had to just base it off of what's what's who's running at this point the candidates that we know have declared and and uh have cpm threads up that sort of thing um that participate in our skype chat you know as much as they can which one would you have voted for in that case and why well uh i don't know how useful my answer is going to be to the voting populace at large 
but I would definitely vote for Pokey because of the degree of access I have to speaking with him. I haven't seen how thoroughly people have looked at his threads, but the links that he has up and the macro level capacity he has for looking at game balance has honestly made me envious more than once. And I've been doing that sort of thing for years. So to see someone just put some of the ideas I had to shame in formulating them faster and better than I've done really floored me. And I have to put him on my ballot for that reason. I appreciate that, Cross. It means a lot. Oh, me. goodness. Uh, Cross, have you already had a shot at asking the question? I did indeed. Okay. Who has not asked a question yet? Delt has. And Zion hasn't. Excellent. Has All right. So, Delt, you spoke up first. So, you can ask the question and then we'll make sure we round it out with Pokey and Zion, unless you pick one of them, too. Uh, I actually have my question for Zatara. I asked oh, God, to, not uh, another one. <laughs> <laughs> I asked this to uh, Aeon in his thread. Uh, but uh, I want to get your opinion on uh, it's a hypothetical question. I want to get your opinion on it as you're uh, really big into PC. If it was up to you, how would you as CCP handle the character port to Legion in terms of assets and ISKs for those who exploited the district locking and planetary conquest? That's a great question. Um, and I've actually come up with a, a, have a few conversations about this. Um, if it was me um, and I was a player, so this is, so I'll give some context to this. Um, I'll lay out, actually, I'll give the answer first and I'll lay some context to it. How about that? So, um, and I appreciate this question. Um, this is a more redemptive question for me. <laughs> um, the answer to the question is, uh, personally at this time, I would advocate for inflation of the economy so that the amount of ISK that you have here is arbitrary in the new economy. Um, the reason why I would do that is because I think it's a more palatable answer, um, in terms of players who are just going to scream and shout and uh, and cry that what they earned here in dust is theirs, um, if you could, in a sense, uh, you know, nerf the the uh, the effect that that is could have on the new economy um, to the effect that, say, you know, just just as a hypothetical here, since we are doing hypothetical, um, that ten billion isk was you know what you could make in uh in two and a half months now we know 10 billion isk here you know i can i can sit on 100 million isk and i'm good for the you know i haven't spent 100 million isk and i've been playing in proto pub gear and you know sometimes contributing 10 deaths to a pub match so i could go for the win um for you know close to a year now um but i feel like if they can if they can nerf the isk that people have um so that it's palatable for the players that they got to keep their isk um, and it's palatable for CCP because it doesn't affect the new market and doesn't give them a, such a gross advantage. Um, that is probably the best uh, or the most convincing way for me um, outside of just, you know, taking the massive effort that CCP would have to undertake to just remove all ISK that was generated during the locking period. And, uh, and at the same time, you know, try to figure out who was using the, the location glitch and remove all of their S ISK. Um, all of that would just be a, a massive effort for me. Does that make sense at all? Yeah, that's perfectly fine. Cool. And hey, Aon, I think you, you were waving me down. You had a uh, follow-up on this? Yeah, so I like your idea, Zatara, about the inflating of the economy. But my question is, on the opposite side of things, what about the guys who aren't in PC and haven't been a part of Isk of Thrones? Um, that's a great question as well. So... Like I said, um, I don't think that it, it needs to be, uh, I, I, I mean, ha, at, at the same time, you know, how do you distinguish, okay, well, I've been here for playing this game and I haven't been here of Isk of Thrones, but I'm a new player. You need to balance it for not just for all three of those. And in a sense that I feel like um, 
nerfing the economy in such a sense that you could make up 10 billion, like say that the, you know, they could say, okay, the, um, the max amount of is that a player, if, if they just, you know, how do I make to say this concisely? Um, if the max amount of is that a player had right now individually was 10 billion and they were to say, look, after a month and a half now of playing a Legion, you can actually make that. Then it doesn't matter if you had five is coming here or if you're a brand new player or if you had 10 million. Cause I know there's a lot of people who, who barely make any isk they sit on you know two or three thousand um and they play in militia gear a lot and then they go up to advanced gear and then they come back down to militia gear or standard gear and that's the way they do it that's the way they choose to play the game um does that answer your question at all yeah relatively i i, I got a follow-up to that uh do they really choose to play the game that way or are they forced to play the game that way um i think there's a large amount of people i um i remember recently um, I was talking to a friend of mine and um, he was telling me that for him, he loves the idea of, uh, he hated CCP's uh, Z's progression system. And, and I was really confused why, you know, he would hate it. And, I mean, there are a number of reasons why you can love it or hate it, but his specific reason was, I love the idea. Like CCP Z mentioned that, oh yeah, I don't want you to ever unlock a proto suit and feel like, oh, well, you know, it's a proto suit. You shouldn't go proto stomping. I want you to feel like, oh, I've unlocked this gear. This is now mine to use. And uh, he had he took issue that with that, and the the reason he took issue with it, for better or worse, was that he was like, I want to feel like I can go in and stomp that proto player who's who's got a 250k fitting with my militia gear, with my standard gear. Do I think there's definitely situations where um, where players don't have a choice, where they just the isk payouts from pub matches isn't uh, requisite in order to support you ever making the sort of is that you where you can rub uh run proto gear consistently i think that's definitely an issue especially now with um with them saying that we're, we're not going to have a player market in dust most likely it, i think that they need to revisit things like a faction warfare and say what what is the per if i'm not going to be able to sell if you're not going to give me an option to sell salvage please 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 give me an isk payout and take away the salvage there because most likely within the large swath of the gear you're going to get there how much of it is going to be usable there's all sorts of, you know, the payouts from pub matches. Sometimes I get 600,000 is because I, but I ended up spending 1.3 mil in a pub match. And other times I, you know, I'm the, a lot of players managed to not die at all, but they, you know, were sniping off in the mountains. The risk reward ratio when it comes to isk payouts and pub matches seems a, a bit, a tad, in, well, a tad imbalanced. And um, definitely think it's something that should be revisited. Okay. Um, that, that's really good, you know, kind of back and forth guys. And that's, that's a great example of the kind of things that we're going to get in into get into in a couple of the future panels that, that again, you guys are all invited to. Uh, I, I kind of want to, we got two more guys that need to ask a question. So we're going to kind of push through this and uh, Zion, you're up first with your question, brother. Well, I feel it's a little unfair because I, w I was never asked a question in the first place, but with that being said, if I have to ask a question, uh, who to pick on? I'm going to pick on cross. At least I think it was cross. Uh, you were talking about playing some uh, beta games that you've done some beta testing. Am, am I correct in that or am I wrong? I've definitely done beta testing, but I've been referring to being a community rep for a MMO that was actually released and has since run through its life cycle. I would like you to go a little more in depth on that. I, I would really like you to show your, your strength in this, that, that you presented yourself as a community rep and show kind of what you would do with this team that that is the cpm1 uh with the community if you're given the chance absolutely um jay this is going to be hard to fit into a minute so throw the buzzer at me if i go over 
Uh, I got my finger on it. So it's a Tori to everybody's time anyway, that's fine. <laughs> well, the main thing that I learned in that experience was that everyone has their play style. Everyone has their desires. We were split up into advocates by role within that game. And the first step in becoming effective... Okay, let's go a little bit deeper. You're not under any NDA here, at least to my knowledge. Can you tell us what game it was? Well, I actually am under an NDA, but I can still play oh, the game. Okay, then I'll respect that. I'll respect that. No names, no names attached. Yeah, uh, the game was Hellgate London. That's not NDA'd at all. And the community advocates there were each assigned based on a specific role that you could play within game. So our equivalent would kind of be Lodgy, Heavy, Assault, etc. I really actually prefer the CPM format because it reduces the factionalism, which was one of the first major hurdles we had to overcome to be an effective body for the players. Gathering player feedback is something that I had practiced with there, and that part isn't hard. It's finding a way to distill it so that the devs listen and pay attention to the key motives behind it, rather than get caught up in the minutia of a specific number, or in whether or not the idea that has been presented is something that they already had on their map, or infighting within the CPM. And those are the things that I can really bring to the table because I've had that practice to stand outside of an emotional response and outside of an excessively wallow text response and just really narrow down onto a few things that hopefully everyone can actually agree upon and do so professionally rather than emotively. Okay. Uh, let's see, the last guy up is going to be Pokey Draven. Okay, uh, this is actually for Zatara. <laughs> Sorry for picking on you, but I got a lot of good questions for you. Um, Zatara, you often speak about your experience in the endgame content of Planetary Conquest and speak on the balance of the game and how it affects PC. Uh, what steps did you take with CCP to make sure that the game remains balanced for the more casual player while still remaining balanced for endgame content such as PC and Dust? Um, that's a great question, Pokey, and I appreciate you asking me that. Um, so, I feel like... Um, one of the problems that I'm that I've been weighing heavily that's been on my heart lately is just how do we how do we make um, with the limited development that we have and the limitations of the PS3 how do we keep playing around um, because I I have a lot of friends who've quit the game um, who they for whatever reason they just weren't interested in PC um, or it was too much of a time commitment. And they felt like faction warfare wasn't efficacious as far as leaving an imprint on on New Eden, and uh, they were just reduced to um, playing pub matches. And you have these, you know, th four or you know, three game modes. Um, and they, I mean, there's was only so many times where they could, you know, go through matchmaking, and sometimes they get good games, sometimes they get bad games. But at the end of the day, they just have played it so repetitiously um, that there was nothing more for them. I think that we really have to go back to the board and find a way to keep it. If you're if you're not going to invest a lot of time making NPE um, and give it give people an arc from NPE onward to want to invest um, more time into faction warfare or into PC, then we need to find a way that's going to make pub matches still entertaining six months from now, um, still entertaining nine months from now, however long it's going to be on dust. That it's that, and you know, until the ideal situation with with Legion being greenlighted, and we have this new arc that, of uh, of progression. Um, can you just restate your question? Uh, I know there was a portion of it that had to do with planetary conquest, correct? 
uh, yes, I was basically just asking um, a lot of the mechanics uh, that are being discussed, for example, like uh, scout profiles recently, um, people often quote, well, this is balanced for pub matches, but not for PC or vice versa. So my question for you was, uh, what would you do with CCP to make sure that mechanics would be balanced in both, you know, newer uh, game modes, such as pub matches, while still remaining balanced in, in high level stuff like PC? Oh, that's a great question. Oh, <laughs> um, so theory crafting. Um, when it comes down to it, I, I know some people just tend to throw out random numbers. When it comes to the end of the day, I think that balancing issues um, such as scout profiling um, needs to come down to sitting down and fleshing out this is what you can do because of these numbers. Um, and it needs to be pretty specific. It needs to be pretty thorough. Um, we balance for the meta game because that's eventually, you know, at the end of the day, what's what to to me is going to be the most efficacious, um, and it's going to affect the larger swath. But at the same time, certainly you want to have those those questions of well, if we do this to cloaking, if we do this to dampening, and you're wearing a standard suit against another standard suit, or a standard suit against an advanced suit, or a standard suit against a proto suit, are you increasing the um, difficulty? Um, are you increasing the amount of uh, of power for player skill? Because honestly, at the end of the day, you know, there's there's a great um, uh, extra credits episode where it talks about balancing for player skill, and it's something that um, I think everyone should think of when they're approaching this this uh, very question. Does that answer your question at all? Uh, mostly yes. Uh, can I go on a little side note here? Yeah, sure. go for it, Shad. Just just real quick, Zatar, you're you're talking about you know. What what we're looking at? What what are we against? Are we wanting more difficulty? Are we wanting this, that, and the other? Are you looking more towards Dust Five One Four and the difficulty of that and the the problem with post stomping, or are you looking towards the future of of Legion and just balancing that out? Um, I mean specifically Dust right now. Uh, there's no way that I can number crunch numbers that haven't been released for Legion. Um, I'm certainly looking forward to you know trying to theory craft Legion out. Um. But at this time, uh, a lot of the balancing that has to take place is is specific to things like, okay, how much power do we give a derp ship versus an infantry? Um, what is a, what is good counterplay that's going to go into that situation? What can this person do that's going to feel powerful and efficacious to counter that person doing that? Um, those sorts of balance issues, I'm fully focused on dust. Okay, um, just just so everybody knows. This isn't really a right or wrong question because Legion isn't out yet. And this is very tricky. And this is something that I want to know if I'm elected and then I'm part of a team, what those individuals might be geared towards. And I see somebody who wants to ask CCP questions because these are questions that we should ask CCP. Uh, it's nothing that a player can solve in their own. And yes, yes I'm part someone's of logging right now. <laughs> Hell yeah. So... I just wanted to make that clear, Zatar. There was no right or wrong answer on here because I just want to know which game you're focused on and you're focused on Dust 514 right now. Great answer. You answered my, my question perfect. I hear you. Awesome. Okay. Glad, I'm, uh, <laughs> glad I'm surviving the uh, Rose 514 right now. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's cool. Damn. So we, we, did, we did let this one go a little bit because there's some good questions. Um, but we're going to think this is going to just about bring us all to a close here on the episode. And, uh, uh, again, really appreciate everybody being on. We went through kind of a uh, an interesting set of introductions from everybody. We've already, we've already had a couple of folks uh, tailor off there with some real-life activities. But really do appreciate all of you guys coming on. 
we had a uh, kind of a series of moderated questions that were really just to kind of break the ice with everybody and sort of establish sort of a little, those small, subtle differences between some of you as candidates and, and on occasion some of the, the larger ones. Um, I appreciate everybody pretty much keeping it cordial and having a good time. Uh, and what I'd like to do is kind of uh, tee up some shout outs for everybody. And we'll start all the way at the top of the list and work our way down. Um, and then at the end, I'll close it out and uh, we'll call it an evening, fellas. So, Aon, any shout outs? Yeah. Uh, shout out to the CPM Zero, first of all. You know, they've done they've done with the job that we're trying to get and they've done it for a lot longer than three months but um also want to make a shout out to all the players out there that still don't have official support from ccp and we're going to work really hard on getting you guys the localization and the voice that you need okay cross uh, my first shout out is to all my fellow cpm1 candidates and zatara zell jackal the thunder from down under pokey <laughs> Everybody in this race, you're running with me, so you must be as crazy as I am. I look forward to working with you, and I appreciate each of you who's shown me that my prior experience as a community rep doesn't mean that I'm alone in bringing professionalism to the first elected council of planetary management. And then the second shout out is to the community. Guys, elect me, then keep me honest. I want to hear from you both during and after the elections. You're going to be the entire source of what we'll have to talk about with CCP. So keep the questions, the comments, and the suggestions coming. All right. Uh, I just like to uh, shout out and thank everyone at the uh, Biomass Podcast for inviting me on again, and uh, hopefully in the future. And uh, to uh, Zatara there for uh, taking quite a lot of questions and answering them quite well. Uh, kudos to you, man. Cool. And Pokey? Uh, just shout out to all my fellow CPM1 candidates. I, all these guys are great. They all obviously care very much about the game, the community. You know, I can't really think of any that I think would make bad candidates. So, you know, they're they're all they're all great guys and gals. Um, and again, shout out to the community. I mean, I, I hope that I can make it to the top of your list uh, when you vote uh, for CPM1. And just remember that it's all about getting the group of guys that's going to be the best for you and the best of the group that's going to work together. So it's not about us as individuals. It's about us as a group, and it's about you guys. So, you know, thanks. Okay. Sarai? All right. I'm going to give a shout-out to my guys in Top Men. I'm going to give a shout-out to uh, Godin the Killer for being uh, the only person uh, to uh, – the only listener, anyways, to uh, chill out in the Biomask in-game channel tonight. Um I'm gonna give a shout out to all all the fellow candidates, um, and and thank as as one of the uh, co-hosts of this podcast, thank them for for coming here and and using this as a avenue to to debate and and discuss tonight. Um, and especially a shout out for Zatara for taking all of the questions and uh, doing remarkably well um, <laughs> while answering them. Well, looks like we had a cutoff. Sorry, are you still there? No, I was done. Yep. Okay. And Zatara. Um, well, I uh, first want to give a shout out to uh, everyone that showed up tonight to be here. Um, it's a demonstration of of, uh, of your commitment. And uh, I just appreciate all the questions, guys. Um, keeping me honest, keeping me on my toes. Um, I, uh, I want to make sure that I shout out to um, my best friends in game, um, the guys that keep me here. Uh, Skeletor Zero, um, Genova Pal, Ghost, um, all of you guys that that make it worth it for me to log in every day and uh, be the team that you know that we want to be. Um, I appreciate you guys putting up with me, and uh, I want to give a shout out to um, all the PC players out there that are you know that get a chance to listen to this. Thanks for for creating the footprint. Thanks for helping shape 
PC history. Thanks for making it worth it for everyone who um, wanted to contribute and make Molden Heath worth fighting over. Okay. Thanks, Zatar. And Zion Chad, you're going to close this out. And uh, I can't think of anybody finer to do that, particularly since you added the dramatic effect music in your last uh, throwdown. <laughs> you know, and, and with that said, those that are listening to the recording, I'm sending an application to uh, Sever True Bloods because it's going to be the first corp that I kick off my tour and and try to get the player's perspective on things. But uh, so first off, I'd like to give a shout out to uh, Sever True Bloods, STB, Quick Love's Old Corp. Uh, if you guys would have me, I'll, I'll be chatting with you soon. Uh, my other shout out goes to, uh, uh, Jadek. Um, this is a guy who does a lot of community work and I am currently supporting his community work by giving him codes to, uh, Templar BPOs. So if you're interested in getting some Templar BPOs, look for his posts on the forums and do whatever that man says. Look, I just give him the codes and I tell him. Do whatever the fuck you want with them. I'm here to support, but I'm not here to uh, be a backseat driver. So look for those from JDEC and uh, get in on that. Um, my other shout outs go to my court members in Zion TCD. Thanks for being supporters and being a part of Zion TCD for so long. And uh, my other shout out will go to the Dusters blog. I haven't given uh, Bruce some uh kicks in a while so there you go bruce keep it up man i'm glad that you're still doing it even though the the announcement of legion came and you know i hope you keep doing it man so there you go check out the dusters blog if you get a chance okay awesome uh just for a quick uh quick note Adele Lafayette and uh, Black Jackal had to leave they were both cpm1 candidates uh stand-up guys for coming on and they had a couple of competing uh, interests. We, we went a little long tonight at uh, about two hours and 10 minutes, but that's uh, kind of to be expected when you had uh, this much brain power in the room. And I, I do, I do say that somewhat seriously. Uh, so really appreciate everybody uh, chipping in on this one. Uh, again, thanks to legend wave Fort Derry uh, for missing up the stream and far from puking in the game from pod side for uh, again, give us an, giving us the platform to, uh, uh, continue marching here on the uh, the media zone as far as dust and legion and a tad of Eve on the side goes. Um, the last thing I'd like to say is just literally just sort of close it out. Uh, I've, I've really enjoyed just listening to what everybody had to say. You know, I, I'm not really com commenting much, but sort of taking my own internal positions in and sort of listening to where these guys are coming from. Like, w what kind of player are they? What kind of guy are they? Because at the end of the day, you, you can you can put a bad player on, you can put a good player on. It doesn't matter what a guy's gun game is sometimes. What it matters is, are, are they actually committed to, to helping the game and committed to helping the community? And, and really, first and foremost, helping the community. Uh, and I want to be clear. I think everybody that's been on here tonight, I truly believe that their best, in, that their interests are really where the community's interests are. They may they may come at it from a different angle than you do. They may have a different ask, uh, different take on something on the forums. They may want numbers to look like this, and you want numbers to look like that. But at the end of the day, I'm 100% confident everybody on here tonight, they would actually take your feedback, they would internalize it, and even if it wasn't necessarily how they would want to do it personally, I'm confident that they would carry the water for you, the player, back to CCP when the devs are asking questions and assigning homework. 
Uh, and for that, I really do appreciate it. And, and like I said, that doesn't mean you have to necessarily agree with the individual positions, but it's more about the quality of the person that's going to be representing you. And with that, you can open a dialogue with all of them and kind of get uh, get your voice heard as a, as a player. So with that, we're going to close this episode of Biomast out. And I believe the nomination for the episode name is What Was the Question? And that's pretty apropos. Uh, so last thing, I want to apologize to all the candidates if I tripped you up by catching you flat-footed. But every one of you handled it great. And every one of you was thinking on your feet. Very much appreciated. And with that, we'll call it a night. Biomass signing out.